a Riverdale rewatch podcast. I'm Maya. And I'm Luke, and we're here to discuss all things pop culture and dissect the wildest show on TV. And we have some somewhat breaking news. I, I mean, it might be, like, very old news that well, it's been, we're just hearing about now. It's been, uh, I feel like it's been reported, like, five million times, but apparently this is the... I think it's true this time. Yeah. Lily and Cole have broken up. So sad. Bughead in real life is over. <laughs> oh, I I still have hope for them. I mean, yeah, I feel like they could they could still get back together. It, They'll be spending a lot of time together on set. Yeah, I mean that's must be really awkward. Um, but they must be yeah. like friends at least because if you're gonna like be working that close together, I feel like you have to be somewhat. You have to and be friends. And I think. I didn't read too much about this, but I th- I think I saw that it was partly due to quarantine because they were spending so much time apart. So um, maybe when they're able t- to resume filming. Yeah. Who knows? I, I still have hope. I have, and also it seems like the relationship may have been on and off again anyway. So I think. Yeah. I feel like this is like the one celebrity um, romance that I... I find myself caring about at least a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it ends. Um, but we have an actual episode to get into today. Chapter yeah. 9, La Grande Illusion. Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> Didn't you look up how to pronounce it? Um, well, I did, but I'm not sure that I could uh, do it. <laughs> anyway. Um, it's French. Yes, and would you so, like to tell us about we the, don't speak French. the movie that it was inspired by? Um, I, I would. Um, so, a group of French soldiers, including the patrician, Captain, French name that I'm not going <laughs> to try to pronounce, <laughs> and the working class lieutenant, another French name, Grapple with their own class differences after being captured and held in a World War One German prison camp. When the men are transferred to a high-security fortress, they must concoct a plan to escape be- beneath the watchful eye of aristocratic German officer, um, name that I'm not going to try to pronounce, who has formed an unexpected bond with the first captain guy. Interesting. I feel like, I don't know, I think that there are aspects of it that definitely connect. I guess mostly with, like, yeah. the Polly and Archie situation. Those are the two. And and the um, Ethel and Veronica mm, yeah. situation a little bit. Yeah. Like, the unexpected friendship. Um, but what's interesting is this movie is from 1937. Mm, it's a classic. So that was even before World War. That was like short, well, not shortly after World War One, but it was before World War Two. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, well, yeah. we will get into the plot of this actual episode in a minute. But before we do that, let's. I can talk about some of the boring stuff. Um, so it was directed by 
Lee Rose and written by James DeWile. Both are new. Um, so can't say anything about their previous work with Riverdale. Um, and this one, this episode had a pretty high rating or like a higher rating compared to like the last few, I think. Um, it has an average 8.72 out of 10 um, with a 91% positive on Rotten Tomato. So pretty good compared to a few of the other episodes that we've talked about recently. Um, what were your thoughts on this episode? Um, I really liked it. I think this is the, I think we were in a little bit of a rough patch the last couple of episodes and I really liked this one. I also think the writing was better. There was a lot of really good Cheryl lines, but without all the really weird and obscure references. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I was not like super hooked on this episode. I feel like there were aspects of it that were good, but also it didn't like capture me necessarily. I wasn't like hooked on it, but I will say this was the first episode that I finished and had like a strong desire to continue mm. watching. That hasn't happened to me this whole rewatch. <laughs> I think partly there was some. Riverdale. Yeah, well, the first time you watch it. Yeah. The suspense is like. Yeah. Keeping you going. But since I know it happens, that's not happening. But I feel like. I want. I feel like this whole like Cheryl storyline that's happening right now I don't remember that well and I'm like getting more invested in well I think that the introduction of like Polly sort of being an inside agent that like makes it much more interesting I think that like mm-hmm. plot line definitely ties and also hooks you in a little. Hiram Lodge is being introduced yeah more which is I like. Yeah. Um, But should we just start the recap? Yes. So this episode starts as usual with Jughead's narration. And this time he's talking about the Blossom Syrup Empire. Yeah. Um, And after Jason's death, there is the question of who will inherit the business. Because I guess... People aren't crazy about Cheryl. I think that's pretty understandable. Um, <laughs> Poor Cheryl, but yeah. I understand where it's coming from. Um, I feel like Cheryl could be a good businesswoman, though. Like, oh, I feel like yeah. she would work really, really hard. and She could definitely I can, I can get people her. to do what she wants, but I don't know if she's, like, the most... I could see the family the being a little hesitant, like, choice. giving She's it a little bit her. of a risk. Yeah. Yeah, a she's a little a bit of a wild card. card. um but so some people at first i thought they were blossom family members i guess they're the board of trustees so they may be blossom family members or they're they only um hire or i guess they're on the board of trustees so i don't know if they're they're hired i don't don't know how that works yeah it was a little Um, confusing I i feel like the whole episode i was sort of confused exactly what the like politics of this was Mm-hmm. Everyone who's associated with this company has red hair, so they must all be related. I'm guessing, like distant cousins or something. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but no one seems particularly happy. It doesn't seem like a fun reunion. Well, they're all basically coming into town to, like, steal the... Or, like, become the next heir to the Blossom fortune. So. Yes. They're all, like, sort of competing with each other, I guess. And, oh, and they're also, like, introduce... Or maybe they introduce this later, but, like, if they all vote together, they could, like, overthrow Clifford as, like, the heir to the Blossom Empire. Mm -hmm. And I don't know exactly what would happen, but... There's that potential. Um, But then we see Betty talking to Jughead. um, And Betty is very sad that Polly won't answer her calls. Um, And there's a sweet bughead moment when, of course, Alice barges in. um, And Alice promptly announces that she's writing a takedown of the Blossom clan as a way to get Polly back to them, I guess, like expose their secrets, even though she doesn't really know what secrets they have. Um, she just knows that the board of trustees has come to town, so there's something suspicious going on. Yeah, I feel like this is the first episode. Well, I think it was last week that was a really good Alice episode. Yeah. So I feel like this is the first episode where Alice is, she's being herself, she's doing. She's being a little bit crazy, but I'm rooting for her. Yeah, it was easier to support her efforts. I mean, I feel like she's sort of, in with good intentions, like, sort of staying true to her character and being a little bit yeah. uh, sporadic and not the most. And she's like, just really upset about her daughter. Which is understandable. Understandably. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Then we see Hermione and Veronica talking, and Hermione is telling Veronica about how they will have to testify on Hiram's behalf, I guess saying that he's not guilty of fraud and and embezzlement, I believe that's what his charges were, Um, and Veronica asks if they will have to lie, and Hermione's like, oh, not lying, but, you know, we'll have to stretch the truth <laughs> a bit. So she's basically just telling her that they're going to have to commit perjury, Yeah. which, you know, great Ev- parenting. Everyday conversations between mother and daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and Hermione and then, also, like, says that Hiram found out beto- about her and Fred, which complicates things. Yes. And she's clearly very stressed. She has a lot on her plate because the Blossoms are also still trying to get the land, um, the drive-in land. Yeah. Where, what's it called? The Soho? The Sodale. No, I don't think that's Sodale. Sodale. I don't really know why Sodale. it's called Sodale, but that's what it's called. <laughs> I don't... Um, and then yeah. there's also the dilemma that Fred does not know about any of this and he's kind of in the middle of it and Hermione does care about Fred but she also cares about this business and yeah. she's also just it's not a sort of a situation she got herself into but it's not a great situation and yeah. Veronica is clearly not not happy, happy about the situation <laughs> about all of this yeah I mean I do feel bad for Hermione a little bit because she is sort of like but she's I mean she's sort of stuck in the middle of it also but she is trying to like have her cake and eat it too um, with like yes. everyone she's involved with so it is a little bit her fault that she's in this situation um, and 
Veronica says that she should tell Fred that she and Hiram are the buyers before he finds out, because he will find out. At some point. Eventually. Someone will tell him. Yeah. Um, so then we see Archie in his room, um, and he's, like, tuning his guitar when Cheryl walks in. Or he's not in his room, in, like, the music room. Um, and Cheryl walks in. She has this quote that's like, if music be the food of love, play on, play on, which I, maybe that's a quote from something, I don't know. Um, and then Cheryl basically invites Archie to a maple tapping ceremony, um, and he, she wants him to come as her date, which, so first of all, I don't really understand why they have a maple tapping ceremony. I guess it's like something to mark the first day of the maple season. Um, and so it's very exclusive. All the board of trustees. Yeah. People will be so there. I guess that like justifies well why all the board of trustees are there. Um, but then she's also like asking him as her date, which is, and Archie is sort of on the fence about it because he has a girlfriend right now, Val, um, and he suggests like Kevin or Reggie to come, um, but she says that she wants Archie because he stood up and defended her, I guess, to, like, the sheriff earlier. And, I mean, it is a little weird. Like, to me, this reads sort of as, like, she's replacing Jason with Archie because they both have red hair. That's, like, how I read into it. (laughs) Yeah, Archie and Cheryl, I forgot about their little storyline in the first season, and it's it's weird. It's really bizarre. Because you, like, kind of think of Archie as, like, replacing Jason, so that, like, just, like, continues to further, like, the twin-cest narrative. Yeah. So, it's a little bizarre. But, you know, keeps it interesting. And then Ethel, mm-hmm. if you remember her from, I don't know, it's been a while. Yeah. But she's reading this poem that she wrote to the class. And it's, like, a really depressing, very personal poem. Yeah. Um, so it's I think they show Veronica's face and Veronica is definitely like affected by the poem and is a little bit concerned about what's going on with Ethel. Yeah. So she Veronica goes to talk to her after class and she says that she was very moved by the poem and she says this in a way that was like almost felt a little bit condescending, but I do think that I forget exactly what the poem was about but I think she was sort of mentioning her dad in it um, yeah like she feels like which, she's in like a similar situation yeah Veronica kind of relates to but she asks Ethel if everything is alright and she says that her mom and dad are fighting and she doesn't know why or what she can do and Veronica certainly relates to this she says <laughs> yeah. it's like does it feel like being in a sl- or watching a slow motion car crash? Um, like, oh which I think was actually kind of a good way of describing that. Yeah. Um, so then Veronica does, um, like, she always. Yeah. Um, she just acts like a lot like herself in this moment. Yeah. Um, but she invites Ethel to her house for a day of pampering. Kevin will also be there. Because Kevin's just, like, and servant. <laughs> yeah. Basically. So, 
Um, then afterwards, I guess Kevin maybe overheard that a little bit and he was like, what was that? And she says, I saw a cry for help. Um, and so now, now we sort of get the sense that Veronica feels guilty for all the things that, or the way she acted when she was in New York and she's trying to make it up. She's trying to become a better person. And she tells the story about (laughs) when she and her best friend, Katie, Katie did you you pick up on that? Katie Keene. Um, this was way before Katie Keene. Yeah, I thought we liked her too, (laughs) but this was way before the Katie um, Keene TV show was like announced. Katie Keene TV show, which we haven't watched, but but that's a show that I think came out like 2019, 2020. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, and there was one, I think it was in season four, there was an episode that was like a sort of a crossover episode. She like went to New York where to see She went to New York and hung out with Katie Keene, I think. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyways, but they made this girl drink gutter water, (laughs) which is terrible. Um, (laughs) so random, but yeah. And Katie Keene seems so nice, but I guess, I guess, I guess not. Maybe she's not. Um, and then this girl, her name was Paige, and she couldn't take it anymore. Well, the way Veronica's saying it, it's like this girl committed suicide, so Kevin is like, oh my god, and, but, um, Veronica was like, well, so she transferred to another school and went to therapy. Yeah. Um, so helping Ethel is a way for her to ease her guilt and yeah. become a better person. Good for her. She's really finding her place. <laughs> um, so then we see Penelope, who decides just to walk into school because all Riverdale parents are just like allowed to walk into the school whenever they want um to and she goes to talk to archie um about being cheryl's date at the tapping ceremony um because i guess he turned her down um and penelope's like oh we have this great offer for you um like we could get you could get this great connection with cheryl's great uncle who is this like person at some music academy or something um, and she could put in a good word for him. Um, and we also see that Penelope was very touched by Archie giving her Jason's jersey, like, way back at the funeral. Um, and so she thinks, like, this is a good way for her to repay him. But it's, like, not really repaying him, because it's, like, he's still forced to, like, go to this thing. I don't know. It's a little weird. But then also, she, like, makes this really weird comment about, like, how when the light hits him just right or something. Like, as if he's, like, really beautiful or something? I don't know. It was, like... Or he looks like Jason? Or, yeah. I don't know. It was so weird. And there was also, like, a weird moment. I don't remember that. There was, like, a weird moment, like, when he gave her the jersey, like, way back a few episodes, like, way back at the beginning of the season, where, like, she, like, thinks he's Jason or something for a second. Which is just, like, strange. Like, she keeps, like, falling into these trances whenever she's around him. Anyway. Yeah. Um, after this scene is over, um, everyone's in the break room, and Archie is talking about his arrangement with the Blossoms and how he's going to hopefully get to go to this music academy over the summer because of the thing that the Blossoms are giving him. Um, and Jughead and Veronica are very suspicious about this, um, but Betty thinks it's a good idea 
And then Betty also wants Archie to use it as a way to talk to Polly and, like, figure out what's going on with her, basically. Mm-hmm. So now we go to the tapping ceremony, and it's out... Well, obviously it's outside. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's snowing, and everyone is wearing red... Cheryl's wearing this like red cape thing and she also I noticed throughout this episode and I don't know if I just haven't noticed this before but she's wearing this weird spider pin maybe she's always been wearing that and I haven't noticed it but I I know I noticed it multiple times in this episode um but what happens here um so all of the board of trustee people are there and um i guess well cheryl and archie are walking and cheryl is explaining to him about how jason's death was such a big pr problem for them and so the board of trustees are sort of concerned whether the blossom family should still be in charge of the business and they're sort of seeing in for them to come and take it from them. Um, and so I guess Jason is usually the one who performs the maple tapping. Yeah. That's like a I don't thing. know what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Where he they like put the thing in the tree. <laughs> and But Cheryl is going to do it in Jason's place and then i guess so when cheryl goes to do it archie comes to help her which is really weird he's like, he's like date, oh you I could guess. do this in your know. sleep it's so and it weird. makes it seem it's... like it's this like really hard thing but all she does is just like put this like little thing in a tree that took like two seconds but also so like, i don't really understand how she could have even if she did up. it wrong like who cares like it's like not like they it's like this suspenseful well, music it's kind is of playing. a big deal though but, like, it doesn't matter. It's like, you could just try again. But there's, like, all this suspenseful music playing. It's, like, very dramatic. Like, what if she messes up and then she's, like, does it and it's fine. I don't know. Yeah. It was so strange. But what I'm a little bit confused about, and maybe I just don't know anything about maple. <laughs> um, but the maple sap was clear. Is it, is it oh, always really? clear? Well, is I think you maybe have to boil it down or something. I don't know. Oh, and then that's what gives it, like, the brownish color. Maybe if... I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. Um, but, yeah. That's that's that scene. Not super It was, like, just weird, the suspensefulness of it for nothing. Yeah. Um, but then we see Ethel at the Lodge's house, and also Betty is there, which we didn't realize she was going to come, but she got invited somehow. Um... And one note is, like, Hermione is just, like, really the cool mom. Like, she's always hosting all of these people over, like, and she's always, like, eating dinner with them and stuff. It's kind of strange. But um, Ethel is talking about how her family's having money problems and how they might have to sell their house. And Veronica's, like, just really relating to her, like, because she's like, oh, yeah, I've had money problems. I know exactly what it's like to, like, have everything taken from me or something, even though, like, she lives in a mansion. Um, and then Hermione hears Ethel's last name because Veronica, like, says her full name at one point, And 
she's like taken by surprise and then we get like a confused suspicious look from Veronica so clearly there's something to do with Ethel's family yeah um I get that Veronica is trying to be empathetic but like she has to know better than to compare yeah, her situation to lay with off Ethel's on the situation personal, personal uh real connections to Ethel's story yeah because she just really she's always like not... oh it was really hard for me when I lost my yacht and yeah. my like three houses <laughs> yeah um <laughs> like oh Ethel lost like her one house in Riverdale but you know, <laughs> same situation um but oh I'm also I was just looking it up and it looks like um maple sap is clear oh okay so they are it was accurate Riverdale knows um, better than we do I guess about the maple <laughs> fat prediction process um but then but then we go back to the maple topping ceremony and they're taking a family or I don't know if it's a family picture of whatever board of trustees yeah. plus blossom picture and Archie's also in it right in the front and Polly which he just like looks and Polly's in it Mm -hmm. and Archie just like looks super out of place I feel like he just looks out of place wherever he is um (laughs) yeah and then Archie tries to talk to Polly and he is just like why aren't you talking to Betty like he doesn't get that far because Penelope sees it and she cuts their conversation short and all Polly says to Archie is that Betty doesn't need to worry about her. Yeah. So then we go back to the lodges um, and we get like a personal conversation between Hermione and Veronica and um, Hermione is telling Veronica that Ethel's family was invested with Hiram and so when Hiram was arrested they lost a lot of money. Um, and so that's sort of why Ethel's family's having all of these money issues. Um, and Hermione also brings up that Ethel's family might testify against Hiram. Um, so that would be like kind of awkward if they're like both testifying at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and Veronica's like very unhappy about this sort of continuation of like the argument they had at the beginning of the episode. And she thinks that like this whole situation is really unfair so and Hermione makes like a little comment that it's like the price of doing business with Hiram I know which is what I mean I feel like I'm sort of like at this point I feel like I'm kind of um I don't know what the word is but I like that sort of comment about like Hiram and shady business is just like I'm unfazed by it at this point, knowing Hiram for so long. But, yes, it's, like, very... I can understand why Veronica would be angry about that. And then we go back to the maple topping ceremony. Um, I guess they're really trying to drag that out. And Archie and Cheryl are walking together, and... They overhear two 
board of trustee people talking. I don't know why they were talk like they didn't notice that Cheryl was right behind <laughs> yeah, them. It was like so they were talking so loudly with like so many people around yeah. them. <laughs> um, but they were talking about just the whole mess of the Blossom family and Cheryl's crocodile tears at the funeral. And yeah. then Archie um, decides to interrupt and defend Cheryl. Yeah. Which I guess is sweet. But he's also um, like a guest at this family and like doesn't really know anyone there. Like he's just like some random person that like kind of got invited on a whim and like now he is like interrupting the whole gathering. I think he needs and to like I do think in it recognize his place a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I do think in a situation where even Cheryl didn't want to interrupt, like, yeah, Cheryl's not someone to hold back. Yeah, so maybe it's um, like, take the cues from Cheryl a little bit. Yeah. yeah, take the cues from Cheryl. But it was kind of sweet that, that what he was saying about her. Um, he was just, like, saying all of these really nice things about her, like, all all of the things she does and then and Cheryl's like also 4.0 and he's like oh yeah she has a 4.0 grade point average (laughs) and I'm like why do they care it was funny (laughs) yeah um I I mean I feel like it's a little weird I mean sweet of Archie to like do it but like also I feel like they've been like spending the whole like season talking about how she's kind of crazy and now he's like she's like the most sane person I know (laughs) but I'm like, yeah. meanwhile, she really hasn't been acted that way this whole season. But it's good for Archie for standing up for her, I guess. <laughs> um, but then we see Hermione confronting Fred, and basically she ends up telling him that Hiram and her are the anonymous buyers, so the cat's out of the bag. And... Fred is obviously really angry about this. He doesn't want to be involved in crim- with criminals, um, and Hiram is a cr- criminal. Um, and Fred also th- originally thinks that this is why Clifford Blossom sent people to like mess with their equipment and stuff in the last episode. Um, but Hermione says that it was actually also because of Hiram and because Hiram found out about the affair. Um, and so this is just like one more reason for Fred to be angry at Hermione. Um, and Hermione, despite all of this, still asks him to stay on the project, but obviously Fred is like not happy about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he accuses her of dragging him into a war between Hiram and Clifford, which is True. certainly not a great place to be. Yeah, especially because like. They have, there's, like, so much more financially, like, resource than he is. So. Yeah, and, well, she's, she's talking about how she wants to try to make Lodge industry legit, and it's, like, on one hand, I, like, I sort of believe her. But Um, also, like, she's literally having an affair with the person that's, like, in charge of her contract, like... Like, if she was trying to make it legit, she wouldn't be having an affair with Fred right now. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm not saying that she's really doing that. She's not. But I think that they're... 
<laughs> is a part of, like, I, I don't, I think that Hermione is not, like, the greatest person ever, but she's not Hiram. I don't think she would do what Hiram does. Yeah, I mean, but, like, even if those are her intentions, she's doing a really bad job at, um, getting, uh, yeah. trying to do what she wants to do. Now, back again to the maple topping ceremony, and Clifford, Blossom, and Archie are having a little bit of a talk, and Clifford is surprised that Archie came, and he invites him to a banquet. It's like a, I guess maybe a continuation of the maple topping celebration with the... (laughs) Um, <laughs> I don't know if you call it a celebration. <laughs> the, um, with the board of trustees. With the board of, yeah, board of trustees. And he invites Archie as Cheryl's escort. And Archie is definitely a little reluctant to this, but um, Clifford is pretty... Uh, adamant. Adamant that... Archie comes. He says yeah. that his tailor will fit him. And then Archie starts talking about his dad. And I don't think this isn't when he. No, this isn't the part where he brings up. Um, where he wants Clifford to help. Help out his dad. But no, yeah, not yet. he just sort of. I think he's just sort of talking about how. Like, his dad is a construction worker, and they don't really belong in this world. Yeah. Or his dad, I guess, owns a construction company. But um, they don't really belong in this world. And then um, Clifford says, people like you are the bedrock of our town. Yeah, the hard workers. Yeah, so condescending. I know. But... Um, and then Cheryl comes, and she's like, Archie came. Yeah. Come. She's really adopted. I thought that was Veronica a Veronica thing. Came, but... Yeah. Maybe it's just, like, a common um, thing. Yeah. But Archie, I guess, is gonna go. Yeah. It's, like, weird. Like, Cheryl's, like, clearly, like, kind of flirting with him. Which, well, I guess we see more of that later. But it's just, like, strange. Also, because, like, I feel like yeah. she hasn't shown any interest in him at all. Um, yeah. So it's sort of out of the blue. Um, but then we um, see... Alice and Betty talking um, with Archie, who has returned from the tapping ceremony with uh, information from Polly. I mean, not any much information, but Archie says that she he doesn't think Polly will be coming back anytime soon, and he also like sort of mentions that there's some turmoil with the board of trustees that he heard about from Cheryl, and. Alice is like, oh, this is the story I'm going to write about. This is, like, how I'll get Polly back. Um, or, well, not really. Um, and Betty doesn't think it's a really good way to get Polly back, um, but Alice sort of makes it seem like she doesn't really care that much about Polly anymore, and she's, like, more just interested in taking down the Blossoms, which we find out later but, isn't really true. Yeah, it's clear that she's trying to pretend like it's not bugging her, but really it is, yeah. but she's channeling her anger and her just her sadness yeah. um into in the only way she knows article. how in the only way she 
Yeah. Knows how to. Other than, like, yelling and throwing things. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also, what I found that kind of interesting about this scene was the interactions between Alice and Archie. Because yeah. if you remember from they the first had couple of episodes. the best relationship. <laughs> like, Alice hated Archie for whatever. Like, I think there are some reasons to dislike Archie, but her reasons never really made a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so they open this scene by Alice saying, who would have predicted this? Archie Andrews is the fox in her hen house. I know. So. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I know, it was just interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So then we go to school and Cheryl is sitting surrounded by her vixens and Betty comes up wanting to talk to her. So Cheryl says, scatter vixens. <laughs> Um, and they all just leave. Yeah, that's the kind um, of control she has over her team. Yeah. So, Betty says that she wants to see Polly, and then Cheryl's like, we shouldn't fight Betty, we should celebrate. Polly is having twins. So, which um, means Nana Rose is right. Nana Rose is right. Her weird crystals predicted which, the twins. Yeah. Oh. Um... And so Betty wants Cheryl to give Polly a message that she should call, or no, yeah, that Polly should call Alice. And Cheryl, she was being a little difficult about it, but it seems like she will call Alice. Yeah. And also Cheryl, like, calls Jughead a hobo, sort of, like, in passing, which is kind of rude. Although, I mean, I guess it is true, sort of. But <laughs> it was kind of uh, uh, rude of her. I mean, he has a he has a house now. Where is he living again? With his... uh, with the Andrews. Oh, right. Yeah, so I guess he's not homeless. <laughs> but he's, like, sort of borderline homeless. Um, anyway. Um, Veronica... So then we see Veronica... I guess Ethel's, like, at her house. Um, still. And Veronica decides to give Ethel, like, some random stuff from her closet, basically. Like, I don't know exactly. Like, really ugly things. Like, all the rejects from her closet, basically. Um, and Ethel doesn't really want to take it. She's like, I can't take this. But Veronica's like, I want you to have it. These are, like, all the things that my dad gets me when he does something bad or something. Um... And we also find out, like, the pearls that she always wears are from her dad as well. Um, and Ethel's like, I don't really care about the gifts. Like, I just want to be friends. And Veronica's like, yeah, me too. I want to be friends. So maybe this is the start of a friendship. We will see. Although it's not looking so good after a few more I minutes mean, of this episode. Veronica keeps just trying to buy friends. I know. She, like, really will she just seems... throw every dollar she has to get friends. I mean, like, with yeah. the gift cards and the that she gave to Betty and, like, the all of these random accessories. Yeah. But. Um, but this next scene it might be my favorite scene in the whole episode. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Um. So Cheryl goes to the Andrews house and Fred opens the door and I love Fred's reactions to Cheryl because he's just like oh my god what and yeah. Cheryl's like says to Fred 
You're looking extremely dilfy today. (laughs) (laughs) Which that took me a second, and I was like, what is she talking about? Who says that to people? I just... Oh my god. Um, but Cheryl comes inside, and she brought Archie this fancy guitar, um, I guess as a thank you for... I guess for sticking up for her and coming with her to the different events. Yeah, that, and that's then, how they think people with, like, really expensive gifts, I guess. So. Um, yeah. But then, I think her line, she leaves pretty quickly, yeah. but I think this line is, might be my favorite in the whole episode. And she says, my claustrophobia yeah. acts up in small houses. <laughs> that's such a good line from her. It's such a good line. And she, like, kisses him on the cheek as he as she leaves, which, like, gets a look out of, like, Fred and Jughead, for sure. Yeah, they're all just, like, <laughs> they just don't know what to make of it. Yeah. Um, and Fred says that he should probably give that back. Yeah. Um, just... and he's saying that the Blossoms are basically buying Archie, or does he say that? I don't know if I just wrote that or if he said that. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, like, <laughs> but, no, no gift from the Blossoms is, like, is ever, like, just a gift. Like, there's always strings attached to it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But the Blossoms, they are buying over Archie, and it is working, and it is proving that time and time again, um, Archie's just, like, so easily manipulated. Yeah. Like, he, he's so he just really thinks that guitar. everyone actually does care about him. Yeah. He's just, like, that everyone's nice. Very naive, I think. <laughs> He's, I think he's, like, yeah. only, like, I feel like he only sees the world in, like, one way. Like, it's, like, people are either good or bad, and there's, like, no, there's no, like, in-between for him. Um, so yeah. then we see Alice, and she's going to the register, like, the newspaper that she and, I guess she and Hal own it. Um, and she's delivering, she wants to, like, give Hal her tell all that she wrote about the blossoms because i guess is that's where he's been staying while he's been kicked out of the house or something like i don't i don't know um and betty is like by her side she seems like she's very on board with this like takedown of the blossoms which she was like originally sort of on the fence about i'm guessing that sort of changed after her interactions with cheryl um but hal doesn't want to publish it for some reason. I don't really understand why he doesn't want to. Because Hal hates the Blossoms. Yeah, it, like, doesn't really make sense. It seems like maybe Maybe the only of... person he hates more is Alice. Yeah, I feel like he's sort of just fighting <laughs> for the sake of fighting. Um, and Hal, Alice is like, I'm gonna uh, publish it anyway, but um, so she tries to, like, log into the computer and he's changed the passwords. And then he's like, fine, like, what, Alice is, like, fine, and Hal decides to fire her, which is, like, weird, because I feel like they, like, co-own it, so, like, how can he fire her? Um, but then they're walking away, and it seems at first, like, Alice is, like, okay with this, but then she, like, turns around and, like, picks up a rock and throws it at the window. So, clearly, she's not okay with it. Um, and she says, I want my daughter back, you bastard. Yeah. So clearly she's not doing well with the whole Polly thing. Yeah. It's definitely hitting her harder than she's letting on. So that was a little but, bit more fire from the 
explosion that happened last episode. Mm-hmm. But again, what I get that um, Hal is mad at Alice, but what makes zero sense is when he says he doesn't want to p- publish her personal vendetta. But it's more of his vendetta than it is. I mean, or it's both. It really makes no sense at all because he is so. He hates them just as much as she does, and he would be just as happy. He, like, makes up some, like, dumb reason why it's, like, bad to take down the blossoms. But, like, it really makes no sense at all. That's, like, his dream. Yeah. Like, he cares about that more than he cares about his own family. Yeah. So it doesn't really make sense. Um,. But I feel like they just needed that for the sake of, like, the fight between the two. Yeah. Um, but then Archie's suit fitting. And there's this tailor that's fitting him in this extremely ugly yeah, it's like a red, red suit. suit that is not flattering at, on him at all. Yeah, um, and so in the middle of it, he asks to talk to Clifford and says instead of helping him with this music program thing could he help his father um and Clifford is like oh I'm so impressed by your character I don't know if Jason would have ever done something Which selfless so like that for me. him to like compare him to Jason like that but yeah yeah um but I guess everyone in that family just sees Jason and, Ar- and Archie. Like um, yeah. And he doesn't really like, gl- give him a clear answer about his father. He's like, well, we've already talked to the music s- school, but after we get through this thing, like we can sit down man to man and talk about Fred's business. Yeah. So I guess he's going to help him out. It. I don't know. I wouldn't. I feel like Archie should not be asking him to help out all of that, because... Especially because his dad, like, doesn't trust the He's just gonna make it worse. But, anyway. Yeah. Um, so then we see Betty talking to Jughead, and she's, like, telling him all, everything that's going on with her parents. Um, and she's like, my family is falling apart, because my mom is, like, throwing windows at the window, or throwing rocks at the window, and my dad's, like, changing the password. She's, like, of the blue and gold login she's kind of like spiraling a little bit um and then Jughead's like you're holding them together you're like you're the you're their rock like don't don't feel hopeless so Jughead's really helping her get through this hard time with her family yeah he gives her like this whole pep talk that's kind of sweet um but I feel like all the bughead scenes are just like this literally this whole season I've just been Betty complaining about her family and Jughead com- comforting yeah, her. Yeah, we don't I feel like we haven't like, We're not gotten, seeing a lot of personality. Yeah, we haven't really gotten that much like relationship growth since like the very first yeah. time their relationship like started. I feel like everything since then has sort of just been like he's there to comfort her or like help her do things. <laughs> And I feel like Jughead is, like, one of the more interesting characters, and he has a lot of personality, and I think that, like, they could have made that relationship yeah, a lot better. Well, and they're both, like, going through very, like, difficult things, so I feel like it would be interesting to, like, see how their relationship is, like, growing as a relationship while they're going through these things, not just, like, 
as a reactive, not like just in reaction to what's happening. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. What happens? Oh, okay. So now Cheryl approaches Val, and we don't really see anything from that conversation, but then we see Val telling Archie about how Cheryl was trying to make it seem like she and Archie were getting really close, spending so much time together, trying to make Val jealous. And Val tells Archie, the Blossoms are buying you. Which is Which, true. good for Val. Um, and she says, like, don't you want to earn your place at that music school? And Archie says, well, like, they're just opening a door for me. Um, I mean, to Archie's credit, like, he would never get into that yeah. music school <laughs> yeah, on his own. True. And I, I think it's true. Like, I don't totally blame Archie for this, because that sort of thing, like, you, you need a connection for. Yeah. For the most part. Like, I don't... Like, it's going to be hard to earn your place. Even if you are. Um, like, but then... Like... Yeah. But then Archie asks Val, like, wouldn't you do the same thing if you were in my situation? And then Val says, if you have to ask, you don't know me at all. Wow. So, I mean, good for Val for, like, like sticking up for herself, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel know. like Archie's... I mean, we get more of this later, but, like, I feel like Archie's just, like... Like, from Val's perspective, I feel like what Archie's done wrong more is not, like, trying to get these connections. It's more just, like, the not really paying attention to her at all. Like that's And the... he's just, like, taking her for granted, just, like, bringing her along for the ride. Yeah. But so. he's not really, like, engaging with her. Yeah. So, then we see um, Kevin and Veronica in the hallway, and Kevin tells Veronica that... Ethel's dad almost died by swallowing, like, a whole bottle of sleeping pills, um, which, like, sends Veronica, like, triggers Veronica, and she goes into the bathroom, and she's, like, crying, and she rips off her pearl necklace, and it's very dramatic, and then Betty comes in to comfort her. So, that's just, like, very briefly, and we'll get more of that later on. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we go to the weird Blossom banquet thing. Yes. And Clifford is giving a toast, and he he's, like, saying something about Cheryl doing the maple tapping, like, oh, she did such a great job, or whatever. Which, again, I don't really <laughs> get that, but... I don't know um, what that means. But... <laughs> Cheryl tells Archie, like, they wanted her to fail. Like, that wasn't sincere. Um, And then Clifford and Archie have their little talk. Clifford said that he's decided to help his father out. Um, But then he makes it clear that Cheryl might not be suited to run this business on her own, but with Archie next to her, he could help okay. to temper her I a just, little like, bit. I just, really don't understand this at all. Like, is he saying Archie should, like, marry her or something? Like, it's so... Yeah. Like, that is, like, I a long-term commitment. Like, like, it's not like um, she's just gonna be like, oh, like, just can you, like, be along her, on her by her side for, like, a few months or something while 
Like, it's, like, for the rest of her life, basically. I'm, like, yeah. so confused. But I think that's the way that marriage works in the Blossom family. We get that a little bit more. Like, it's I very so. transactional. Yeah. So I guess that's why Jason is um, so, like, scandalous. is because it wasn't, like, a predetermined yeah. marriage. But also... Like, I get maybe what Clifford's seen from Archie is that he's very responsible, he's very, um, calm, but... He's not. When I was watching that, I'm like, are we talking about the same guy? Like, he's, like, so reckless. And, like, very, like, um, yeah. Like, just not, he does not think about his actions before he does them, like... And he's not very smart. Yeah, he really Like, he's really not that smart. I feel like he's just, like, and the only... And Cheryl's guy. very smart, so maybe yeah, honestly, she could Cheryl... sort of be the brains... Of the operation. <laughs> Cheryl's And then he'll just, he like, is. make sure she doesn't go off the rails, I don't know. Yeah, but that's, like... Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, also, maybe because he's, like, the only guy with red hair or something, like... It's just, like, yeah, so weird. Yeah, they could just pretend he's Jason. Also, maybe, like... Oh, I guess we debunked this, but, like, I guess, like, it could be, like, he's trying to mess with Fred, sort of. And he's, like, not mm-hmm. actually that interested. I don't know. It's just, like, bizarre. Yeah. And then Polly comes over, and she steals Archie for a dance. Um, And Archie's like, can we talk? And Polly's like, just keep dancing and smiling. Um, And... Polly says that Betty needs to stop asking Cheryl about her. Yeah. Because the Blossoms are sort of, like, getting suspicious. Um, And she tells Archie the real reason why she's there. Not because she thinks that the Blossom family is going to be a good place for her to live. Um, But because she thinks they had something to do with Jason's death and she's there to investigate, but she wants it to be believable. That's why she's not in contact with Polly or her mother. Um, And then, before Archie can respond, we see that Cheryl and Cliff are arguing. Or is he called Cliff? Clifford. Is that a thing? Or did I just make that up? Uh, I don't... But do people call call him him Cliff? I don't know. Okay. Um, Cheryl and Clifford are arguing and you can see you can tell that Clifford really doesn't want it to turn into a scene but then Cheryl storms out and Archie follows before he can respond to what Polly told him so which okay few thoughts first of all why would he leave Polly when he she's like telling him all this information like I feel like that's more important to his cause right now also like, I feel like it's kind of dumb of her. If she thinks that she, like, they killed Jason, then why is she living with them? They can kill her, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, I know. If she really thinks yeah. they're capable of that. Um, so that's, like, a little weird. Um, I feel like I had another thought, but I can't think of it right now. It's just a little bizarre. Um, yeah. But I guess you can see, I guess the investigating gene runs in the family or something. Yeah, um, I guess so. Um, and it's definitely helpful to have someone on the inside. Um, mm-hmm. So then we see Veronica and Betty going to the hospital to, con- to comfort uh, Ethel. 
Um, and they see her, and they give her, they give her and her mom these flowers. And Veronica ends up confessing that her dad is Hiram, and that and like obviously he was like involved in all of their financial issues, which um, Ethel's mom is like very angry about, and is like Hiram is the reason why like your dad almost killed himself. Um, and the mom is like reacts very like angrily to what she said and is like your dad deserves to sit behind bars forever um and ethel sort of just walks away with her mom too and so veronica like leaves the the hospital like very upset about this whole situation um but the really important part of this is that ethel's mom says sorry isn't good enough if you wanted to do something tell the truth so i do think i mean it makes sense how Ethel's mom had such an emotional reaction because they're yeah. at the hospital. Her husband had just tried to commit suicide, so yeah. that makes sense. But I don't think it's fair to blame Veronica because it, it really wasn't her fault. Yeah. Um, and she's sort of just starting to become aware of everything that her father does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that Ethel's mom made a really good point, like, it doesn't matter if you come here and say sorry and bring us flowers. Like, you have to, if you really care, and if you're really angry about what your father did, and if you really care about helping us, then you have to tell the truth. And, like, actually come forward and, like, like actually put mm-hmm. an end to, like, what he's doing. So. We'll see if Veronica um, is a changed character <laughs> because of this. And so then we see Archie and Cheryl talking, and um, Cheryl's saying everyone in her family hates her, and she can deal with it at school, but her family, that's kind of too much. And Archie says that he thinks that she's awesome. Yeah, I know. That was really funny. (laughs) I think you're really awesome. (laughs) She says that he's like the only decent person in Riverdale. And then she kisses him, and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, my lipstick is maple red, Yeah. by the way, in case you're wondering why it that tastes so, so sweet. Weird. That was so weird. It's very weird. At least um, it wasn't like a Maybelline uh, product placement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so he, like, walks cover girl. away. Oh, yeah, cover. You got the brand wrong. Oh, yeah. It's really rubbed off on me. Um, and he, um, he, like, walks away and is very confused by the whole the whole kiss situation. Mm-hmm. Also, and then one, over he- one note very briefly. There's, like, a lot of snow on the ground, so clearly it's, like, very cold. And she's just, like, standing outside their house in like a sleeveless oh, dress and like a sleeveless dress i didn't even think about that but yeah and the snow looks so fake but i'm just like it's not <laughs> believable at all that it's cold outside because you're literally like wearing no like you yeah have no uh winter clothes at all like you'd be freezing you think that archie would have like offered her his her she his didn't even look that cold. ugly red yeah. jacket she didn't look very cold <laughs> She seemed to be doing fine. <laughs> but yes, it was um, But 
then Archie overhears the Blossoms, um, Penelope and Clifford, talking about the drive-in and just they're worried about, like, whether they're gonna be successful in getting the land. And Penelope says, maybe you should have sent Hermione to jail instead of Hiram because yes, they're saying that Hermione is being very resourceful and she's she's doing pretty well, I guess. Yeah. So that's obviously like a big reveal for Archie and his mm-hmm. what he's known so far. Um. So then we. Which, oh, go ahead. I guess that because I feel like Hiram is the kind of person who probably done like a million things. Like, he's broken the law so many times, but he's not going to go to jail unless, um, like, a really powerful rich person has something to do with it. Yeah. Um, so then we see Veronica getting home from the hospital, um, and it's just a very brief scene, but she basically tells her mom that she's not going to lie for Hiram or her, and that she, like, wants justice for Ethel and for everyone and she's like going to tell the truth mm-hmm. and then Archie is leaving the banquet and Cheryl approaches him and he's and she says I thought it was Cinderella that <laughs> left the ball not wow. Prince Charming which after what just happened between them I don't know why she she Opened said that, that but um yeah but then he she says that if if you leave, everything that they've given you will disappear. Like, all of the, um, like, the music thing, the offer still to have help the guitar. dad. I'll still have the guitar, though, so. Oh. I'll get something out of it. <laughs> I'll still have the guitar. Um, and then she says that he's just like the others. So before, he was the most decent person, but now, um, she realizes that he's just like he's the just others. And like, then. All of the yeah, which just for the self. But then it's like he purposes. decides to leave, so he's actually not just like all the others. It's like weird. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but then he does. Yeah, so he leaves. Yeah. Um, okay. So then we see Betty talking to Alice, and she's like telling her what they found out from Archie. Um. Because Archie, like, found out this, more information about the situation with Polly. And Alice is, like, seems, like, very emotion, like, very emotional. And is very relieved to, like, find out that Polly is safe and, like, is really okay. Um, she starts crying. Yeah. And then Jughead is there, I guess. And he is like, oh, well, you can't write for the register, but you could write for the blue and gold. Which is, like such like a random like why would she want to write for the school newspaper um but then he's like i think our budget is bigger than the registers which is like what <laughs> that was like so that makes random me, that makes and no sense why would a school newspaper budget be bigger than an actual newspaper's budget and how would you know that well maybe maybe riverdale high has a lot of money maybe it's like the property taxes from Thorn, Thorn, Thorn Hill. Hill, or is it Thistle House? But, okay, so Thorn Hill, and whatever, wherever Veronica lives. We both write for the school newspaper at our school, and yeah. I'm pretty sure our budget's like $1,000 or something. 
Yeah, I can guarantee you it's not anywhere close to the budget for like an actual any newspaper. sort of actual newspaper. Even if it's like a where tiny newspaper. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like where people actually work what, and they're publishing what about the articles every day. And... Two employees. I mean, I don't know how many employees are at the register, but it's at least Alice and at least Hal. I mean, they might have more. I would think two salaries alone would be more than the budget of an entire school newspaper. So, uh, I mean, yeah, how much? <laughs> Yeah, what is their budget? I'm very curious. Or either how that or um, Hal a... and Alice make, like, zero money. Then they, how would they have, like, a house? Like, if they made no yeah. money from it. It makes no sense. <laughs> like, that one yeah. I really could not justify in my head. Maybe it's just a volunteer thing. But then what are their jobs? I don't know. Just, like, that wouldn't make any sense. Blood money from something? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um... Yeah, you never know with them. Um, but then Archie and Val oh, are, yeah. well, Val is walking and then Archie um, comes up to her and he's like, I'm done with the Blossoms. And she's like, oh, good for you, Archie, but I'm done with <laughs> you. He clearly, <laughs> he clearly says this as like a way, like, I made this decision because I'm like more committed. Or he like thinks he's like, being this bit better yeah, person that he's like, like so happy about I'm it. like making the big dis- the better I'm the better person I'm like making this hard decision sacrificing it for your relationship like can't you see this and she's like very unimpressed by this and <laughs> yes um and she's like I'm done with you because you're you've been ignoring me which is true like he's literally spent like no time with her and like doesn't even care about her basically so yeah. I could see why she would be angry about that. But also, like, when were they? Um, when did they even start dating anyway? Like, I know we sort of yeah, we saw about very that, like, little between them. They've like literally done nothing together so, that we've seen. So, so I'm I'm not too sad about this breakup. I mean, I think it's Val will be better off without him. Yeah, I mean Archie probably was doing good. Was probably was a good match for Val on his end, but. I think Val could do better. Um, yeah, but I'm sure this is not going to be the end of Archie's quest for love. Oh. I mean, we already have, no, like, to worry about three that. more contenders. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, then Hermione, um, comes to see Fred again, and Hermione says that she's just going to sell the land to Clifford to, like, make it easier on Fred, I guess. I Like, this whole business dealing doesn't really make a ton of sense to me i'm like confused about it kind of um but fred decides that he's going to stay with the project anyway um but he has some conditions um first he wants a 20 percent stake in the project which is a lot um and hermione's sort of taken aback by that but she agrees and also he says that their relationship has to end right now oh all the relationships are ending the andrews are not having a lot of not a good day for love with the andrews their love lives. although that was a decision <laughs> made by fred so yeah and it was the right decision to make yeah and he also got more money out of it i don't know what his share was before but i no, i think it's it like makes 20... it sound like 20 percent is a lot well, it sounded like 20 percent of like whatever they're building or something like whatever the or 
I don't know. It's like so confusing. Like it was like twenty yeah. percent of whatever business they're building or something, which is like yeah. I, who knows building. if the writers even understand like what the business stuff is? I feel like they just like throw also like when are, when is Fred gonna find out like what are they building? What is the Sodale project? I think they're building like an apartment complex. Oh, like oh, fancy okay. apartments or something. I I could be making that up. Okay, because I've been confused but, this whole time. So that would make sense. I think that's what they're building. So then I guess um, maybe he's asking for 20% of, like, the stake in the apartments or whatever. I think that's what he's asking okay. for. Um, then we go to school where Veronica apologizes to Ethel. And Ethel handles it really well, actually. She says, it's not your fault what your father did. And you were there for me when no one yeah. else was. So, I guess they're friends again. Yeah. Um, and then we see Archie telling Jughead and Betty about Clifford sending Hiram to jail. So, then yeah. um, they put Hiram as a suspect on their murder wall because he would have a motive to kill Jason. It was kind of a weird... To get back at... Yeah. To get back at... Which... Maybe seems okay. like one of the best leads that they have so far. But I feel like that was sort of a, a lot of... They made a few jumps to that. I don't know. That was, like, not what my original... My first thought would be when they said that. Yeah. But, anyway. It's a lead. I mean, I think that um, Betty and Jughead are probably better detectives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and also we know how it's going <laughs> to end, so maybe we're... <laughs> A little, um, <laughs> not the, like, this is not a great representation of what it's actually like to be a detective. But, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we see Penelope and Clifford sending off the trustees. Yeah. Um, and they're talking, um, I think Penelope was like, are the vultures appeased? And Clifford was like, not quite, like, we may still have a little bit of work to do. And then we see Cheryl. She looks very upset. She's wearing a black dress with her spider pin again. And we see her. It seems like she's kind of like scribbling furiously. And we see that she's looking at this. Oh, it's the picture. Okay. I just did not make this connection (laughs) until right now. Um, It's the picture that they took that we saw them taking. Because I was like, what is this random picture with that has both Archie and Polly well, yeah, in it? I feel like so we that first was the see only him... reason why they actually included a scene of them taking that picture. Yeah, so that they could yeah I was it. like, why yeah. Why are we seeing that? Um, but she, with like a red sharpie, she's like Xing out Archie's face. Um, and then Polly walks in and is like, oh, good night, Cheryl. And I don't know why she was mad at Polly. Like, that was nice. Literally, they did And then she's like, good night. And then she and then she X's out Polly's face. Yeah, I don't. And the way she that. does it is like kind of scary. It's like a hit list or something. I know. Maybe she's the murderer. I. It's like. Oh. It's just like well, I think we've talked about that before, or her being a murderer before. But, um, I think like I, I don't understand why she's mad at Polly. Like, what did Polly do to her? I feel like she's just yeah. Like, Polly literally did nothing. Yeah. Like Polly's the one who's carrying her brother's babies. She. Her. She's in. I guess an an aunt because of her, so I don't know. It that maybe, maybe she was just like channeling her rage because she was yeah. the most recent person I saw, or she saw. 
But I feel like she should be scribbling out her parents. Isn't she, like, really mad at her parents right now? Yeah. That would... Dude, they're way worse than Archie and Polly. Yeah, so... Polly's nice. She needs to get her anger in check. Or at least, like, in perspective a little bit. Um, But yeah, and then that's the episode. Uh, Jughead foreshadows that there will be a storm of chaos named Cheryl Blossom coming soon. I'm pretty sure I know what I like now. Remember what's going to happen? I kind of remember what the storm of chaos is. I don't remember this, but we will soon find out. This is like one moment that was I do remember pretty vividly. It was like a big thing. Yeah. Um. Um. So, what were your thoughts after discussing? Um. I I think this was a good episode. Like, probably not the best episode. Yeah. Definitely not the worst. I think it was, like, okay. It wasn't my favorite. Um, but at least, like, the Archie-Val relationship is over. I feel like that was kind of going nowhere, so Archie can Fred be- and Hermione are over, too. Yeah, which, which that was also sort of... I think is for the best. So I feel like we're gonna get bigger and better things from both of them, I think. Or yeah. at least Hermione and Archie. Um, in terms of, like, their love life. Um, so... I'm excited to see where that takes us. And that's it. Do you have any other thoughts? Um, nope. I, th- I think we covered it. Yeah. Um, so we'll be back on this Sunday for real this time. We're not lying. Um, have you watched <laughs> any of the show that we'll be covering? Uh, what's it called? Space no. Force? I watched the first episode. No last night you did i won't i won't say what i thought of it but i, you I do have a thought on it um i'm yeah i might have to binge it because i was saying i was gonna wait for my brother and my dad to get back on friday oh um, yes that might be so i might need to binge it or maybe i'll just start it without them and then watch it later with them if they want to watch it yeah i feel like i i, I looked up I looked up reviews. I mean, I didn't. I was just like wanted to see what the general consensus was, and I guess not great. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll... I feel like I can tell from the way you're talking about we'll it that you weren't a big it fan on, of it. Uh, Sunday. <laughs> but I've only watched one episode, so who knows? Um, yeah. Anyway, so. until then, you should follow us on social media, um, Instagram and Twitter. Our pops pop culture. And send us an email, popsandpopculture at gmail.com. Um, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Spotify if you listen there. Um, and until next time, bon nuit. Bon nuit.